mostly dry. The afternoon could see an isolated shower, but our rain chance will be ramped up increasingly Friday night. With the next feature coming on down, that'll restore sunshine and comfortable conditions Saturday as well as Sunday. Early morning lows tomorrow, 40s to low 50s tomorrow afternoon, low 70s with some clouds. Rain tomorrow night ending, 50-ish or so in the morning Saturday. Sunshine for the afternoon as well as Sunday, each afternoon's highs of 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. It's the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair with more than 150 vendors selling antiques, vintage, retro, collectibles, art, and crafts. There will also be live entertainment and food and drinks along the way. As you stroll along, browse, and shop, 1st, 2nd, and Erlanger Streets, Old Town Slidell. At the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, March 27th and 28th. For more info, visit slidellstreetfair.com. That music means it's time for the food show. Gonna get Marianne Fitzmorris here. Tom may be in or not, depending on how he feels. We've decided to let Tom do whatever he wants. So if you hear him, it means he decided he wants to do a little bit of the show. If not, then not. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I would love to talk to you about food as we have been doing or as Tom has been doing for 33 years. So, you know, he's entitled. He's entitled to take it easy. Gorgeous day outside. Absolutely digging this kind of weather. That means it is outdoor dining time. If you have a particular place that you like to dine outside or are looking for a place to dine outside, give us a call. We might be able to help with that. And I am always interested in hearing about new places for great dining outside. Our current favorite is no longer the blue crab, although I do love the blue crab. I would say that's my South Shore favorite. The North Shore favorite is Rest a While, right on the Mandeville Lakefront. We go there just about every weekend. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Just when I thought that we were finally able to put the peanut thing, and I put that in quotes, to bed, I got another email from Alan in Seattle talking about deep fried peanuts, which come in a can, and that you eat the shell and all. I've never heard of that. I I am retracting my revulsion at boiled peanuts and hope that I can remember to get back to the ones that I put in the refrigerator. I only had like two or three of them yesterday. But, but they could be kind of addictive. I could see that. And we talked to the chef from the Ritz-Carlton in, uh, at, um, not Atlanta, Augusta, Georgia, who is the chef of the poolside venue, probably of other things too, but that's where I had the Cajun boiled peanuts hummus years ago. And it's different than what I thought, and maybe it didn't change, or maybe it did change, but it's, I seem to remember it being on the menu as Cajun 
boiled peanut hummus, but this is different than that. But he said that you add seasonings. If you get the Cajun peanuts, you definitely do not need to add any seasoning. They're pretty darn spicy. Anyway, uh, we, <laughs> we really should move on to something else. So uh, if you would like to throw that thing out there, whatever it is, for me, it's outdoor dining. Uh, we would love to talk to you about that. Yesterday, we didn't get any traction at all on National Deli Meats Day. And I was a little disappointed about that because cold cuts, as Tom called them, cold cuts have been a part of my life as long as I can remember. Probably way too long because they're not good for you. You know, they're not good for your liver to eat processed meat like that. But it was a staple in the canal house growing up. And I was dispatched to go get pounds and pounds of it. Don't do that so much anymore. We do get chassisi ham. And uh, that's really it from the deli. Sometimes we get a, um, a roasted in-house turkey but that's that's really it i mean we don't we don't go through the litany of cold cuts as we did so i was disappointed about that because i was kind of hoping to talk about cold cuts yesterday we'll probably get nicole to talk a little bit about that at three o'clock we have our usual visitor to the show ms nicole dorignac who is the um, grand poobah of dorignac's food center which you've probably heard me mention a few times, is one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all the time and a wonderful sponsor of our show, and we thank them for that. We have uh, our usual report on what may or may not be on the shelves, and I want to talk to her about cold cuts and a couple of other things. So we look forward to that at 3 o'clock. Tomorrow we have a guest also. We have two guests, actually. Um, who are going to be talking about, and you know what, I've just drawn a blank on what they're going to be talking about. Um, but gosh, you know what, I have to look that up. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We would absolutely love to talk to you. So today in the Almanac, we have a whole big mess of things to talk about. It's the birthday of Gerard Maris, who was born in 1952. I didn't realize he was older than me. Uh, he was, he, Gerard Maris is, um, I hope Tom comes out at some point and talks about Gerard Maris because he was a big fan of his for a long time. Gerard is kind of, he's kind of a trendsetter and sort of a kingpin in the style of cooking in New Orleans restaurants today. Let's just say he has certainly left his mark on it. He was the tastemaker of Ralph's on the Park and Table One. I don't even know that one, but he was, he was the one who turned Mr. B's into the phenom that it is today. He is responsible for Tom's favorite gumbo ever, gumbo yaya, the barometer by which all other gumbos subsequently have striven to hit that mark. That was awkward, wasn't it? 
Anyway, what Tom says about Gerard Maris is he first came to our attention as chef at Mr. B's during its greatest years in the 1980s. Their matchless barbecue shrimp, which was his idea, the recipe is his. He's not currently chefing. They run a farm raising gourmet vegetables and herbs near Franklinton. Maris was one of the first local chefs to encourage local growers to raise better produce and we have him to thank for the improvements in that market. He's been gone from the restaurant chef world for a long time. I mean, a long time. I think, I think Mr. B's might have been his last, his last gig before they moved to the country and started raising excellent produce. 5569696 is the number. It's funny that uh, Arch Arno's restaurant is in the Almanac today because I just called them. Just got off the phone with him not long ago, actually. I was trying to get a reservation for a second birthday celebration for Tom, which included Jude, except as luck would have it, they're not going to be open the days that he's going to be here. So we'll have to make other arrangements, I guess. But Tom was looking very forward to celebrating his birthday again on a much smaller scale at Arno's. Today in 1979, Archie Kasbarian closed on his purchase of Arno's restaurant from Arno Kazanave's daughter, Germaine Wells. The old restaurant, once the city's, one, once the city's finest restaurant, was in such poor condition that it would take Casbury and most of the rest of the year to get it ready for reopening. And he said, Archie Casbarian said, after it opened, that Folgers paid for the renovation. Not literally, but that the money that they made from the contract to serve Folgers in the restaurant made enough to offset the cost of renovating it. Arno's is a, um, I would call Arno's the most elegant of the Grand Dames. I'm, I'm running through my mind of all the Grand Dames, and I would say, yes, it is the most elegant of the Grand Dames, and it doesn't veer from that at all. It's a very handsome place. The food's excellent, and it is, it's probably the most staid um, predictable, and that's not a bad thing always, um, elegant one of the Grand Dames, offset by Two Jacks, which is kind of the, the hipper of the Grand Dames. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we'd love to talk to you. Someone will have their call sponsored today by the new fine dining establishment on the South Shore, Cava Bistro. So who will it be? Let's see. We'll be back after these messages. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. 
The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. You know, I was thinking that uh, Tom and I went out for lunch and I sa- I've decided that my new lunch plan is to go to the beach. So I'm going to sit outside where I can bake in the sun. I put Tom in the shade and we just, you know, we have like a like a big divide between our and our table. So I'm in the sun, he's in the shade and that works real well. But um, I was thinking that I'm going to just for the evening have chicken broth until I heard the Keith Young... <laughs> Until I heard the Keith Young recipe, and now I want to go to Keith Young's. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Last night we went. What? Who? What? Oh, Ron. Okay, we'll go to Ron. Um, last night we went to Maribo on the North Shore for their seven dollar pizzas, and I'll talk about that when we come back. But first, let's go to Ron, the gourmet waiter. Hey, good afternoon. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? Doing well. I had a question for you when you were talking about the new fine dining establishment. Is that Danny Milan? Yes, it is. Oh, cool. What um, What's he doing? Is he, He's got a new restaurant? I know he had He's Kava. got a new place called Kava. Well, you know what, Ron? We're going to let you sponsor. That we're going to let Kava Bistro sponsor this call. Okay, because we're going to have some fun with that. Danny said he doesn't want to do a standard commercial. He just wants to sponsor something in the show. And I said, well, you can sponsor a call. So we're going to have him sponsor your call right now since you asked that question. Uh, He has opened in the um, space formerly occupied by Cypress Bistro in, uh, in Metairie. And Danny had, you know, he had sort of veered off the beaten path for a while and went to that ill-fated sports bar. But now um, he's gone back to his roots, which is elegant Louis XVI style fine dining. So it's a tiny little place, kind of hard to get a reservation on the weekends, but he said that Tuesdays and Wednesdays uh, are you know pretty open and he wants to get more people in on Tuesday and Wednesday and and move you know spread it out a little bit so uh it's it's like Louis the 16th Tom walked in he goes this place reminds me of Louis the 16th it's the elegant red roses on the table with the white tablecloths and he's in there in the kitchen cooking everything in small batches and it's really really good yeah, you know, I know Tom has always been a big fan of uh, white tablecloths, and I have been as yeah. well because that's kind of going away as everybody yeah. went mm-hmm. to more, a more casual uh, affair yes. at dinner. And um, <clears throat> I love when a restaurant has uh, has that. What's the menu like? It's um, <clears throat> we went one night and we had, and I'm going to try to remember this because it was back in December, but we had a. Um, a really great creamy tomato bisque with some meatballs and it was like a it was like a fantastically rich red sauce um i'm gonna have to look at my phone to see the other things that we had it was sort of an eventful evening so it it sort of eclipsed the food 
but um, I can I can go back. So let me just look. Sure. It's it's yeah. the it's the kind of food that you would see in a, a fine dining place, like you know lamb and uh, scallops, and just it's really really. It, Danny spent forty years in places like Brennan's and and the finest of the first class establishments. He worked for um, I want to say Freeport McMoran too, you know, in their in their club. So um, he knows fine dining. So he's gone back to what he knows, and it's it's really good. But it's called Cava yeah. Bistro, and um, just the menu should be online. Okay. Let me go yeah, look you know, see. I used to actually work for oh, Danny. I worked at Cava on Harrison Avenue. Yeah. Oh, you did? You worked, and, you worked for Cava on Harrison? Yes, I did. And um, I didn't know that. It, it, was, okay. it was kind of fun. I was a waiter. Just It, it, it didn't last too long. Um, uh, but, you know, the funny thing was, was uh, Danny was out front a lot of the time, and right. I wanted to see him back in the kitchen. And there were well, a lot of people that... Now. Yeah, there were a lot of people that wanted, uh, that wanted to... You know him. Him to be really in charge of everything as far as the right. kitchen. I, I think he would do extremely well in a small place like this because the two guys that he had uh, there. Uh, one of the guys ended up leaving. Uh, it's the two guys that run Restaurant Rebirth. It's the two owners. Um, uh-huh. It's the chef okay. uh, Ricky Sheremy from South Louisiana, and then mm-hmm. uh, the other guy was the um, uh, he was the former GM from Mister John's Steakhouse, and he was a waiter there. His name was uh, Manny. Uh, and uh, anyway, I worked right next to I worked right next to Manny, uh, usually. Uh, so I got to know Manny really well, and uh, that was the one thing that uh, that you know we we talked about because uh, Ricky was in the kitchen, and we knew that uh, Ricky wasn't going to stay. And I was always curious who was going to be, uh, you know, kind of taken over. And and I was hoping it would be Danny because he was you know he, he he's got a big reputation for being a fantastic yeah, he's chef. Excellent. This is this is the kind of stuff. Okay, so there's escargot on the menu, papillot, uh, duck, um, osobuco. It's it's not a big menu because it's not a big place, and he's in there doing it. Like I said, in small batches. So you know he'll make a soup, and when that runs out, he'll get in there and make another one. You know, I mean, it's really, it's the old fashioned fine dining. And it's uh, it's really exciting because Metairie doesn't really have any place like that. So yeah, you know we always talk about restaurants uh, going kind of casual. And there's a restaurant that I'm not going to name because I don't want anyone to think that I'm talking bad of them. But it's a very very well known restaurant in New Orleans. And my biggest issue with them is just that they went away from what made them really famous. And I like uh-huh. seeing these old menus where you have things like black and red fish. You, you know, you get the uh, the snails and, and all these all these classic dishes that uh, you you go to look for in a, a French restaurant. Because a lot of times you just can't find them anymore. Yeah, Ron, if you are looking for that um, one of a kind kind of thing. Uh, you, you should make the trek over to the North Shore to go to Chifuncta's. It's got the uh, it's got the dining the carving cart that goes around the dining room. I mean, there's just no stone left unturned there. It's uh, uh, never been there. Definitely sounds like it's worth the trip. I'm, I'm due to go to the North Shore. There's a couple places over there that I want to go back. I want to go back to Sal and Judy's, and I definitely want to go to Chifunka. I've heard you talk about it many times. 
Yeah, it's it's really it's really great, and and it's uh, it's definitely worth a trip, and it's you know there's revolution, and then I'm hard pressed to find another place like that, and then and now here it is on the North Shore, and it does require a trip, but it's there are those one of a kind places. I, I would say that Commanders is a one of a kind. But I would say that that's more about the service style than it is about anything else, to me, anyway, just my opinion. Um, but I think that Revolution is, is doing things in a certain way that kind of pop them out of the crowd, like their little jewelry box full of chocolates and stuff like that. On the North Shore at Chifuncta, they're doing everything. I mean, he's making a mousse-bouche profiteroles in baking them himself i mean it's just crazy the extent to which he is going for excellence and it's yeah. incredibly impressive to us okay i've got a question anyway. for you if i, if I may mm -hmm. okay course, go. um scott craig has always talked about his death meal which would be the last meal he would eat i know uh, if he was in, <laughs> you've in, referenced in that, that several times on this show <laughs> go ahead well it's funny because it's actually smothered pork chops Anyway, okay. my question, my question. Do you, do you, you really, be, do you really think that anyone's death meal would be escargot? I think uh, everyone's death meal. And I, if, if this, if I am not speaking for you, then call me and tell me, but I think everyone's death meal would be something really comforting and homey that goes right to your soul and warms your soul. You can have a fine dining meal and it can be really impressive and it can be really delicious, but I don't think it's going to get to your soul like a good old plate of smothered pork chops or meatballs and spaghetti or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I do. Now, my question is very simple. If there was only one more restaurant that you could go to for the rest of your life, I know Tom's answer. It begins with an A. Okay. Oh my uh, God! There, there were one more restaurant that you could go to, and that's it. And you had to make make every meal after that at home. Where would you go? Oh, uh, I have. I don't know. Can I think about that a little bit? I mean, yeah, I have I'm a, a, I'm gonna hang, I have I'm gonna an hang answer on the tip of my tongue. Go ahead. What? And I, I know you know it can be more than one. So if you, you know if you have a top three list, I'd be anxious to hear it at any time. I mean, not not during this call. Anyway, thank uh, Danny Milan for sponsoring the call. I think that's awesome. Definitely going to try his restaurant, and I'll be listening. Cava Bistro in Metairie. Okay, absolutely. Anyway, I'll All hang right. up and listen, and uh, let us know what your uh, what your choices yeah, are. Yeah, I have to think about that. I have to think about that. Hey, great call. Okay, great show. That's Thank fair. you all very much. Thank you for giving me the extra leeway to do a couple of them. It will not be a fine dining place. I can tell you that. My first thought would be Rest a While, which is, um, which is Pat Gallagher doing casual food. But what I love about it is the place. It's probably going to be a place that I want to be in more than the food. My follow-up question at some point would be, uh, give me two or three restaurants you'd like to go to that are no longer here. I know we've covered lost restaurants with Tom. So I'd be anxious to hear that at some point. Anyway, I'm going to hang up and listen. Great call. Great show. Hmm. Restaurants that are no longer here. You know what? I don't even, I don't even know. Oh, oh yeah. There would be, we, we always talk about it. Dakota wine and feed and uh, Creole lay on the North shore. 
So a lot of people wouldn't even know that one, but a lot of places that are places that are no longer here. That's a good question for everyone. If uh, if you have a restaurant that you loved that is no longer around and you say to yourself, boy, I wish we could go there, uh, what would that be? And we can reach back really far too. I mean, I, um, I would say any restaurant on the West End. I miss the old West End. I think, uh, I, I am sure that the food, if I tasted it today, would not be anything that I would be impressed by now, but the place was really cool. And that, that scene, no matter what happens to the West End, because there are plans to redo it, but no matter what happens, it will not ever be that again. And that's a pity because that was kind of cool. And for those people who have no idea what I'm talking about, if you moved here after Katrina, because the West End went away with Katrina, if you moved here after Katrina, uh, Blue Crab is probably the most... Um, the most reasonable facsimile of what it was, but still doesn't really touch it. Blue Crab's too nice for an exact replica of what was there, but it is about as close as we're going to get to that. And whatever turns up there will be a 2020-something version, and that's not anything like what it was. I mean, we're, we're talking about going back to the 50s. I mean, it can't possibly be, you know. Things are just different now. 5569696 five, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I am here, ready to talk to you. Tom may or may not show up, depending on if he feels like it or not. And we welcome him if he does. Bottom of the hour news time, Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. The State Health Department announces it's holding a series of mass COVID vaccination events Brooke Thorington has more. State Health Officer Dr. Joe Cantor says they are using the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to reach those with access to care issues. He says the J&J &J vaccine only requires one dose and is just as effective as the others. At 28 days on in these trials, 100% effective at preventing COVID-related hospitalizations, 100% effective at preventing COVID-related deaths. For a listing of locations, visit LDH's webpage under the news section or louisianaradionetwork.com. I'm Brooke Thorrington. A Baton Rouge judge has ordered Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry to release relevant information about a sexual harassment investigation involving Pat McGee, who heads up the AG's criminal division. The judge ruled against Landry, who sued an advocate news reporter seeking that the records be released. I'm Jeff Palermo, LouisianaRadioNetwork.com. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak, because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. 
Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. True enough. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. It's funny that I was just talking about the West End. I didn't really expect to find it in Tom's Almanac as I just had because it is uh, about whole fish day today is whole national whole fish day the number of fish that come to the table still looking like a fish with the head tail fins and everything in between still intact is growing for a long time the only fish served whole was the west end style whole flounder Thank our Asian restaurants for making other large whole fish popular. Most people who enjoy fish that way first had it fried or steamed in a Chinese or Vietnamese restaurant. Whole fish fall into two categories. Some weigh, a two or three, some weigh two or three pounds and are presented at the table, usually for more than one person. The most common fish prepared that way in New Orleans is redfish, also drumfish, red snapper, and Dover sole. I don't see much Dover sole here, although I do like it. I've, I finally had it a couple of years ago in Europe, but um, it's good. It's tiny. The other category is fish designed to be served to one person who will pull the fish apart as he eats. The most famous of those is the Gulf flounder, fried or broiled whole. The best whole fish of all is a whole pompano of about two pounds. Hardly anything needs to be done to it besides gutting. It can walk across the grill and onto the plate, becoming the most delicious of all fish dishes. Tom has always been a fan of uh, pompano, except in a bag, also known as papillot. And I think, and I'm surprised that this was not referenced in the almanac because he is also a huge fan of Pelican Club. And Pelican Club has, to my mind, the most interesting version of a whole fish right now. It's an Asian-inspired fried whole fish. And uh, it's got, it's a very sort of hip presentation. I don't know if they do a whole fish all the time at GW Finns, but they have their, um, what's the name of that fish? I want to say monkfish. 
and uh, and they do they do that as a um, as a special sometimes. They have like a little festival with a fried whole one with the well, just like you put a fish in and fry it. So everything that was on it before it was dead is still on it, like eyes and such. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Happy birthday to Gerard Maris, who is happily uh, out. I won't say I won't say off the grid, but ha happily off the restaurant grid on the North Shore, sell uh, raising vegetables. You know who else is raising something on the North Shore? And I want to go out there because it's sunflowers. The guy who used to own French Market Coffee, Fraser Bar Fraser Bartlett, is is he has a sunflower farm and I guess other things too on the North Shore. So people sort of quietly disappear from the restaurant scene and head to the North Shore and um, and slow down their life and raise things, which, you know, we're very grateful for. Today's Edible Dictionary word is brought to you by Dorignacs, as Nicole Dorignac prepares to dazzle us with her information at three o'clock today. Um, it is brought to you by Dorignac's Food Center, one of the top regional supermarkets of all time. Top 20 Food & Wine magazine says that, as do all of their customers. The Edible Dictionary word today is concasse, the meat of a tomato with the seeds, pulp, and skin removed. It's usually chopped into cubes. The size is dependent on the use. The word comes from the French word concasser, which means to crush or chop. Although it almost always involves tomatoes, the word can also be used to describe the same operation applied to veg other vegetables. So it is now time for me to get the proper pronunciation of that word, which I've decided is so fun. Hi, Steve. Come on in. Hey, you. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Uh, all right. I think I'm starting a milkweed farm over here on the North Shore. I think you should. Uh, is yeah. it intentional or just have that much milkweed? No, I'm kidding. No, I know. I, I, I'm just saying, uh, do you have yeah. that much? No, I don't, I don't really even have that much milkweed. So. Oh, okay. But uh, okay. I was trying to think of something, you know, stupid to say. Clever. And I accomplished it. <laughs> yeah. Um, by I the way, Ron... You can definitely accomplish it. Yeah, Ron, picking your last meal, you better hope it fits in a tube. The chances are that's what it's going to have to do. Why? Uh, your death meal? You're gonna, they're probably going to be feeding it to you. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true of, of every... Oh, concast. I just had my... Smartphone, tell me how to say that word. Concasse. Say what Concasse. word? C-O-N-C-A-S-S-E. Concasse. What is that? Concasse. I just said what it was. Were you not listening? Well, I was it's the meat of a tomato. I was begging Ron <laughs> to let me on the air, and he said he'd have to think about it and talk to y'all. She's and just going to keep saying it. She's just going to keep saying it. Listen to her. One more Concasse. time. Concasse. Okay. So what does it mean? Concasse. 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 It's the meat like of a tomato with the seeds, pulp, and skin removed. It's usually chopped into 
cubes, the size being dependent on the use. The word comes from the French word concasse, which means to crush or chop. Although it's almost always involving tomatoes, the word concasse can also be used to describe the same operation applied to other vegetables. There you go. Okay. Well, I feel like mm -hmm. I'm taking one of those language courses that you can take on the internet. <laughs> Babble, which is exactly what yeah. we do all day exactly. on the food show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the, if I could only go to one restaurant, I don't know what it would be, but it better have a large, like, five- or six-page menu because I'd get pretty really? bored. If, well, can you imagine going to any great restaurant? That would be the last restaurant you could go to for the rest of your life you know 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 times oh yeah 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 okay i'm sorry i was thinking about the death meal i was no, thinking no, about no, the no. death meal okay no, okay I'm thinking, true you know, you said the last you know the yes. only restaurant you can go to it better have one yes. giant hell of menu, a menu yeah yeah because mm -hmm. i'm gonna get pretty Agreed. bored and but here's way, the thing with that steve wait here's the thing here. with that hold that thought okay yeah um the problem with a restaurant that has an enormous menu, excepting maybe Chinese restaurants, but a regular American restaurant with an enormous menu, in my experience, means that the food's going to be kind of ordinary because oh, they don't absolutely. really focus on any one thing. Absolutely. So why, the, why in the world would you want to go to the same restaurant over and over again and have it be ordinary? Because Ron told me I had to. <laughs> I would never do okay, that, what was but but okay, that was what yeah. Ron said, you know? Okay. All right, we're just listening to Ron. Okay, so what were you going to say before I interrupted you? You you uh hurt my they hurt my feelings a little bit oh, twice no. in the past two days by bringing up Dakota oh, wine no. and feed. You miss it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was so unique. It was I mean it was yeah. it was rustic. It, it was, was avant-garde. It mm -hmm. was, the food was great. It was mm -hmm. about uh, a thousand feet from my house. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> and yeah. it wasn't here anywhere near long enough. I know. Was, I wonder how many years it was, it was here. What's that? I wonder how many years it was around. <laughs> now you have to you have to factor in it's both locations, okay? Because when it started, and I want to say it started somewhere in like the early nineties, ninety four, something well, like. that. I moved here in ninety seven, early ninety seven, okay. February yeah. ninety seven, and it was okay. here for about two years, I think. Okay, so I'm about I'm about right as usual. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 94 you don't 95 believe it <laughs> No, so so um yeah, it and and it was gone I want to say Probably it was 98 99 I think it made it to the turn of the century. You don't think it, so? No, I don't. But, you know. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to text I'm going to text um Kim Kringle. There you go. 
There you go. And and uh, ask him the the years of that because and I you know I I would not I mean I would actually come to think of it I actually would ask this question they probably wouldn't answer it but most people who are much more polite than me would not ask this question but we're just speculating why did they go on out the of show. business? No, no, I know why they went out of business. Yeah. I know why they went out of business. Because they but, got a great offer for that building and yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But but they could have moved someplace else. And I I feel like they, when they moved to Cuvée on the South Shore, I am always intrigued to watch chefs who are in one place (laughs) doing fabulously well feel the need to conquer a place that doesn't really have room for them anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love to see him fail so I can tell him I told you so. You know? No, I don't no, love to see him fail. But what I I'm what kidding. I feel sad about is that we gave up two incredible restaurants to make yeah, that Cuvée happen. Wasn't yeah. wasn't as unique. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't as unique. And I think it was partially because it it had more of a you know a a, a normal feel as far as the building itself. You know, it was more like everybody else's buildings. That building that Dakota Wine and Feed was in was just so, you know, rustic. Unique. Cozy. It was unique. It was unique. Yeah, you it know, was. Creole it was. You know, booths and you know all of that kind yeah. of stuff. But it was it was very good, absolutely. But it just didn't have the charm and the ambiance, you know, of of Dakota. Wine and feed. I, I thought it was cool in its own right, though. I thought it was. I, I thought both of those places were. And like like he he said, what do you miss? I miss those two. And yeah, I, I'm too. I'm trying to think of anything comparable on the South Shore. And it's not that we never left the North Shore until recently. We were always on the South Shore. Yeah. I used to say that I sleep on the North Shore and live on the South Shore. Right. We were right. always over there. Um, but I'm trying to think of a place that I miss like that, and I just can't. Well, I, I miss can't. Christians. I, I See, I was uh, never into Christians. I was never into that place. I was because I was good friends with Tommy, mm-hmm. the chef. Um, yeah. And I, and I thought it was very good. Another one that we, one of the most romantic meals I had in my life was, that I think it was called Constantine's on uh-huh. Oak Street. Yes, uh-huh. uh huh. She's very good. That, They're still catering, I believe. Are they okay? Well, that was yeah. we, my wife and I, when we first got together. This in what we call round three. We dated twice before uh, we got <laughs> married. Um, as a matter of fact, okay. the second time we broke up, I told her, "Don't call me back unless you're serious." Uh-huh. And when she she called on a Friday night, and I told a friend of mine the next day, "I'm getting married," <laughs> and he said, "To who?" Because I wasn't dating anybody serious at the time. And I said, Susan, he says, you haven't seen her in like two years. I said, yeah, no, but I told her, don't call me unless you're serious. And she called and we got married. And that was 31 years ago. So, Oh, my goodness. And it, wow. and it, seems, like, it seems like 10 minutes. Uh, I know. Underwater. underwater. I'm, I'm ahead of you. I've heard okay, it enough. Right, I'm, I'm ahead of you. You remember. <laughs> yeah, most people don't remember my joke. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, in that, on that note... Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? I know when it is. Feed was. I don't have to call Kim, and here's why I don't have to call Kim, 
because somebody has been chronicling all of that for about 50 years. Can you imagine? And name? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and name. I just I just got a text from Nicole who found it on nomenu.com and uh-huh. here it is. Here it is. Let's hear it. It is 19 night well I'm going to you know what I I clicked on it and so it brought me to the article which I don't have time to read on the air but um it is 1996 to 98 oh that makes me cry two years did we only have it two years and then the other one was actually no I was about to say I think think Creole it did okay so 96 to 98, according to Tom's nomenu.com, and then 98 to 2002 was Creole. Okay, that's about right. That's about right, because so it, it, was, long, it wasn't here Well, it, you can't question the infallible one, Tom. He's been on this like, well, you know how he's been on it. Anyway. Yeah, All right. gravy on rice. <laughs> five, five, like red beans on rice. Five, five, All six, right. nine, six, Later. nine, six. That means we are saying goodbye to you. Goodbye, Steve. We'll be right back. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The Steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Ah, uh, yes, it probably looks a little bit like this, although this is kind of warm. It's pretty warm outside. Today is the birthday in 1678 of Antonio Vivaldi, whose classical work, The Four Seasons, is almost certainly the most often heard piece of classical music in restaurants. I think that's true. That's because everybody likes the first part of it. The second movement, while still a chef chef d'oeuvre, is less suitable as background. Tom once heard a restaurateur order that it had that it be removed from the system for that reason. It seems to Tom that classical music is being played much less often in restaurants these days, going way to giving way to smooth jazz, sappy soft rock, or even grunge band music. You know, um, that's an interesting question. I think, and I will throw that out on the buffet. How much do you pay attention to the music in restaurants? Tom used to always, that was the conversation a lot of times at restaurants, what was playing in the background. And honestly, I never noticed it until he started calling my attention to it. And I think this is true. 
I think if it's bad and I don't like it, I notice it. And if it's good and I do like it, I don't notice it. Does anybody else feel that way? Does anybody else agree with that? I only notice it if it's bad. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Henry, can you play a little quick spot? I have something in my eye that I have to go get out. I'll be I'll be back in just a minute, and we will resume these conversations. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter. That's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on March 5th, Tony Hall and Friends, and on March 12th, Sun by Barnes. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to thefunkyuncle.live. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I love a Gershwin tune. Five five six nine six nine six. So I actually think those are really good questions, and I love conversation like that. What restaurants do you really miss that you actually think about from time to time? I'm sure a lot of people, like if Michael 75 called, he would say Uglasiches. I never set foot in Uglasiches, but I know that a lot of people would say that's a biggie. And I just can't think of anything else. I'm going to have to go get Tom's book on the lost restaurants of New Orleans to, uh, to say which ones I feel that way about. I think, I think Fitzgerald's at the West End on the South Shore. But, but really the one that comes to mind is, is Dakota Wine and Feed in Creole. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. I am also throwing out the music in the background and I realize this is sort of stupid, but, um, but it's true. And you know, I always tell you the truth, but, um, one of the copy points on our uh, the spots for a, our new um, advertiser, Jack Mel Inn, one of the things, uh, the copy points is 
that he has the best background music um, of any restaurant. I have to I have to read it to see exactly. But I would have to say that I noticed the background music there. <laughs> we actually had a long conversation about it. And, um, and he's very enthusiastic about his background music. I would say that that is not something that I noticed that I, you know, that would make me go there. But um, let's see. I'm looking for where he says. Yeah, the best background music playlist selection in the state of Louisiana. Woo! That's quite a claim. And you know what? It's one of those things that's very subjective. That's the only thing that I would say that I don't wholeheartedly agree with in the copy points for Jack Mel. I love absolutely everything about the place. But, um, but I, do, I, I, do, I did find that entertaining to see that on the list for uh, one of the things to sell. I've never heard a restaurant sell background music as a, as a selling point. But he is highly enthusiastic about his background music for both of his uh, first and high-end restaurants, um, Nuvolari's and Jack Mel Inn. 5569696 is the number. We got a call from Ron, the gourmet waiter, earlier in the show, and he asked what restaurants we miss the most, and if you had a death meal, what would you want to be on that plate? I never think about that because I never think about those things, but... um. I don't really even know what that would be. Oh, I started to mention my death meal would probably include pizza, but uh, I started to talk about pizza. We went to Maribo yesterday. This is the best deal that I can think. Well, actually, there's a few good deals. There's a great deal on Friday at Jack Mel Inn that I just talked about. There's a great deal on Fridays at um, Ralph's on the Park. Their lunch special. Actually, I think it's every it's every day. Um, there's, there's a bunch of good deals out there, but the deal at Maribo is pizza. And I'm not talking about just like average pizza. I'm talking about the real deal, Italian Domenica style pizza with a very thin crust and the big charred bubbles, that kind of pizza for $7 a pizza with about, I don't know, maybe 16 choices. They have a red side and a white side. And uh, the happy hour goes for like three to six. And then on Wednesday, it's all day. Because I was kind of in a panic yesterday. I decided we were going to go have pizza at Maribo after the show, but we didn't make it until it was like 5.45. We were getting into the car and I was thinking, oh, we're not going to make the happy hour. We have to pay $16 for the same pizza. And then it hit me, bing, today is Wednesday. So the, the, the deal is going to go on for the whole day. So then I relaxed a little bit. So we went out there. It was a lovely evening. We sat outside on their uh, covered patio and we ordered, this time, different pizzas. Actually, I got Tom a margarita. You know, that's not true. We had two of the same kind of pizzas, which is pepperoni, and the other one is Tom's margarita. But this time, I got the Vinny, which was a sliced meatball with um, pesto. And it was, like, so good. I couldn't stop eating it. It was really good. 
Anyway, that is a deal, a real deal. And I love to tell people about deals because I get excited about it myself. Nicole Dorignac is, I don't know if she's still the grocery goddess, but uh, she is coming up at three o'clock and we're going to talk about, you know, holes on the shelves and when those things might be back and various other things because we just like to talk to her. She's fun. WGSO, New Orleans, three o'clock. We'll be back. Top of the hour news time. We'll see you on Radio Network. Brian Diaz here, host of the NOLA Drink Show. Join us every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WGSO, 990 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana. The bill only with support from Democrats, as Republicans are not happy with the fact that there's a proposed $350 billion to bail out state and local governments. Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst saying, I think we might have a new name for this package that's come over. It's a porky, partisan... A pricey pet project package. Republicans can force some procedural delays by reading the bill out loud, but all indications are that Democrats have the votes for the bill to pass. The Labor Department says first-time jobless claims have gone up a bit. The slight increase comes after the previous week saw unemployment claims fall to its lowest level since November. This is USA Radio News. Attention radio listeners, if you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electricity, pay close attention. Here's why. A limited number of solar backup generators are now back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running silently in your own home. So whether it's dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. And the best news, this week only, listeners purchasing a solar generator will receive hundreds of dollars in free off-the-grid bonuses. So go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Again, supplies are extremely limited, so go to MySolarBackup.com today. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is hitting back at President Biden for saying it was Neanderthal thinking for him to lift the mask requirement in his state. Governors in Mississippi, Montana, and Iowa have also recently lifted mandates requiring masks in their state. Pushing back on all those governors, Dr. Anthony Fauci believes this is not the right time to be lifting restrictions. I don't know why they're doing it, but it certainly from a public health standpoint is ill-advised. It just is inexplicable why you would want to pull back now. I understand the need to want to get back to normality, but you're only going to set yourself back if you just completely pull aside, push aside the public health guidelines. That audio courtesy of CNN, President Biden is approving a disaster declaration for North Carolina. The order sets the stage for federal assistance. The Tar Heel State was hit hard by Tropical Storm Etta in November. Nearly 20 counties were affected. USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. 
The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will not be releasing its guidance for vaccinated Americans on Thursday as originally planned, according to senior administration officials. When it comes to vaccinations, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is putting seniors at the front of the line. And my view is, is if you're 65 and up, I'm not worried about your income bracket. I'm worried about your age bracket because it's the age, not the income, that shows the risk. And so if they were able to go in a community that is heavily seen. Clouds start to come in tomorrow, but mostly dry. The afternoon could see an isolated shower, but our rain chance will be ramped up increasingly Friday night. With the next feature coming on down, that'll restore sunshine and comfortable conditions Saturday as well as Sunday. Early morning lows tomorrow, 40s to low 50s tomorrow afternoon, low 70s with some clouds. Rain tomorrow night ending, 50-ish or so in the morning Saturday. Sunshine for the afternoon as well as Sunday, each afternoon's highs of 60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. It's the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair with more than 150 vendors selling antiques, vintage, retro, collectibles, art, and crafts. There will also be live entertainment and food and drinks along the way. As you stroll along, browse, and shop, First, Second, and Erlanger Streets, Old Town Slidell. At the annual Slidell Spring Street Fair, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m., Saturday, Sunday, March 27th and 28th. For more info, visit slidellstreetfair.com. It is the second course of the food show here on WGSO. Marianne Fitzmorris Morris sitting in for Tom, who may or may not join us, depending on if he feels like it or not. But we have Nicole Dorgnack, and she is here, as she always is on Thursday, and I thank you for joining us. Well, hello. How are you doing? You're welcome. I'm I also happy to thank be here. You for, I also thank you for uh, sending me that little note, and I also thank you for going to nomenu.com to get it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start our little uh, visit today by uh, asking you if you, while you were waiting, uh, gave any thought to the question that Ron posed, which I thought was an interesting one, about what restaurants you miss and what your death meal would be. Not that anyone okay. wants to think about that. Yeah. Well, of course. Although Ron is clearly um, fascinated by Scott Craig's death meal. He's mentioned it yeah, several but times on the show. I agree with you, though, on Steve's opinion about it having to be <laughs> pureed. I think there's plenty death meals that are consumed in the true, pure form. <laughs> you, know? you know, this is a really weird and creepy thing to say, but both of my parents <laughs> who died, my parents huh? died six years apart. Uh-huh. And coincidentally... Both of them had the same death meal, just oh. totally coincidentally. Do you know what it was? What? Cat of delight? No, it was it was half a Wendy's chicken sandwich. Oh, well, well, somebody had to be bringing them food, and that's what. Well, yeah, I'm know, just saying. I'm just saying have- that it's weird. That yeah. and I and I don't oh, even know why I knew that. Long. Wait, what? Go ahead, what? That hap- that that happened to be well. That's because they were two halves that made a whole, so they were the whole sandwich now. 
I guess that's it. So. I think that's a very poetic way to say it. And this is such a depressing yeah. topic, Ron, <laughs> for a beautiful day like today. So let's move on. And and if All you right. have any, if you have any thoughts about restaurants you really miss, Nicole, we'll yeah. get to that. But I mean, yeah, you yeah, we'll get to that. Of course, I do. I mean, okay. I grew up eating. So. Okay. Well, do you want to do that right. first, or you want to do yeah. your report? However, you I don't know. We can do that first, and maybe save the uh, other as like the weather report at the end of the. Sh you know how the weather. Okay. My grandma used to always tell me, "Be quiet until after the weather." Well, because <laughs> the weather was always the last thing they do. I finally figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Only that in New Orleans would after. you hear people say stuff like that. All right, so tell us if you had some thoughts. You've been listening to the show, obviously. So, <clears throat> what? Um, um, so, like, on, like, the high end of stuff, of course, it's not totally extinct, but Tony Angelo's. Tony Angelo's. Yep. I um, jumped ahead For of sentimental you, reasons and food reasons, because obviously, that you know, I've said before, that's where Jody and I got married. But, I, I mean, I, ate, I grew up in Lakeview and, you know, passing there, and I ate there, you know, many birthdays with yeah. my... You know, my mom and my so yeah, Tony. You are Adler. hardly alone. There are many, many right. people who will never okay. stop mourning the passing of Tony Angelos. No, you really won't. You really won't. And then, um, so you're probably going to laugh at this one, but don't. And it has lots of family memories tied to it because my dad was from Texas and Tex-Mex, but ponchos. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I am going to laugh at it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I loved Happy Buddha out at the lakefront. Remember Happy Buddha? No, no. You don't remember the Chinese restaurant that was Happy Buddha? That it was no. kind of where Augie's was, and they had all the cool booze. It was in like the, let's see, my my grass. Where was there an Augie's out there? Well, Augie's. Well, Augie's Lago was like that bar. Oh, Augie's Delago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you okay. don't remember the Chinese restaurant that used to be at West End, Happy Buddha? I didn't get out it much. It was by Fitzgerald. All right. Well, anyway, so I would love that. And, of course, Fitzgerald's and Brunnings and Sid Mars. I mean. Oh, so you're talking about at the West End. Yes, I do remember yeah. there was a Chinese restaurant at the West End. Yeah, yes. It was, okay. It was Happy Buddha. We used to go there okay. all the time. And it was when in the 70s when side ponytails were cool. Because I remember putting my hair in the side ponytail with my, uh, I think it was like 80, 78, 80, around that okay. time, like around all right. when Greece was still popular after it came out and all, like that late 70s. So early. Yeah. I guess I'll have to Google that. I've repressed every memory of the 70s in every imaginable way, whether it's the food, the clothes, yeah. the everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. And then I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it's extinct, but on the breakfast end, and maybe because I don't live over there, but Betsy's Pancake House, we used to go eat there all the time. So is that yeah. still even open? You know, I think it is. I oh, think okay. it is. Well, that's not extinct, so yeah, never mind. Tom was here, right. he'd be able to say. <laughs> he would be able to say. <laughs> but that's but not anyway. a place. But yeah, so there's mm -hmm. plenty. I mean, you know, that could be a whole... Mm -hmm. Playing. Um, yes. Delernos. Do you remember Delernos? That used to be. I an do old remember Delernos and Massons. Yeah, and Massons. Yep, that's where my. And if Darren ate. was around to call, he would be calling up saying Michael's Mid City Grill, which I actually did also really like. Yep, that's a good one too. So yeah, pretty much yeah. every restaurant that's gone. 
Okay. Well, it's that's that's, that's what it means to be in New Orleans. There that you go. That is right. That is absolutely right. So, um, so yeah. So, right. uh, and then currently in food, um, we have. I hope you're uh, not holding my my Cajun peanuts because I I used them yesterday. Oh, you got some. I have. I have. Yeah, them. they're not bad. They're not bad. No, they're not. They're not terrible. But you see how they're hard to eat, so you have to con. How do yeah, you oh do yeah. It? They're, well, I had a real problem because I actually did it during the show, so I had all that stuff on my fingers, which was kind yeah. of a problem. And I had to sit there with my been. fingers. What? <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to do it for the show because I do them like sunflower seeds. Crack them and spit it out. The show <laughs> in yeah. my mouth. So probably break no, no, I didn't do that. So you don't want to do that. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, right. I opened it. I mm. opened it and I dug them out, but... I used my fingers, which I, if I did it again today, I would do it with a, a knife so I wouldn't have to get my yeah, fingers Yeah, that probably a utensil would have helped, but, yeah. you know. Yes, but we know I didn't know. Fork. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Not a fork, anyway. so I don't stab myself. Right. But anyway. So, okay. all right. So, what else? Um, we're I ready guess. for your report now. Okay, we're good for the report. All right, well, let me start on that. So, all right. So, I was talking about household cleaners last week. And yeah, uh-huh. it's all right. So I got a little email that has actually like some concrete information. Ooh, but it like so they're saying that items are looking better. So all the paper products are still kind of gradually coming back. Um, remember how I was talking about the Lysol with the cop, the tops and the cans? Yes, so you're the, fascinated by that. Huh? I'm fascinated by it. But look, they they must have been listening because they're saying like the bottles and the caps and the triggers are kind of the problem. So I'm saying keep it simple. Just yeah. put the little spray thing in the metal part and forget about all that complicated plastic. Because I still think that's part of what's going on. Like all the supplies. Like, uh-huh. you know, I be able to get stuff manufactured but then all the, you know, there's probably only a few little facilities that do all yeah. the packaging. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. There's more yeah. products than packaging plants, like I would assume. So anyway, yeah. but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But no, anyway. So anyway, but they're seeing all that stuff is starting to kind of come back steady, but still allocated, but coming back. So that's good on the, on the brand name stuff and all like the bounty. I noticed going through like my little other reinstated things and all. And like, you know, for a while it was just paper towels, like Chinette napkins and all the things or those kind of things are starting to come back. So they're getting back to the little detailed items. So I think that's good and positive. And oh, that's for sure. People like my mom because my mom do not give her a paper towel when you give her her food. She has got to have a napkin, like okay. like a, a paper napkin, but a napkin. It can't be a paper towel ripped off the thing. I don't know why, you know, but that is an Esther thing. So uh, poultry. I'm trying to think uh, of how many times I didn't eat on paper plates growing up. Well, I'm trying you to think about that. had six kids, and I don't know if that's seven. If that's something that kind of came from my, you know, my grandmother too, because she was kind of yeah. food picky and all. But yeah, my mom was just—I can always remember, you know, the little perfectly square. It's like two packs, and you can break it in half and pull the paper napkins out. Those were always yeah. around my house, and um, and like even to this day, like I'll go get her food or something. Like, well, I finally I've broke a rubber in the past couple years, but up until a couple years ago, you know, I don't like paper towels. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Well, I don't like paper towels either. It's a lot of waste, but I I do. Well, I do remember using a lot of paper napkins. She means for her diet. Those are like utility. Those are not decorative. I guess is what the that's the inner Martha Stewart in her. I guess I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) so all right. Well, stop there because we have a break, and we're gonna come back and 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 we'll talk some more with Nicole Dorignac about things on the shelves. And I want you to. I want to talk to you about lunch and meat because I forgot all about okay. lunch and meat. All right, we'll be back with Nicole Dorgnack. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, indeed. Who wouldn't? Well, I mean, I wouldn't. But anyway, most people would. Let's go to, (laughs) let's go back to Nicole Dorignac, who is talking about things on the grocery shelves. So what's the latest on the spices? I'm now, I'm, I'm riveted by the spice world now. Yeah, well, the spices are still, um, they're still, uh, still, you know, there's a few of the main ones that aren't back. Uh-huh. Hold on a second. And then those kind of still seem to be about the same, but like the, I don't know, I haven't really looked at it close in the past two weeks. So the last time it was still kind of scarce. Like I noticed the soup today, I guess because it doesn't look that different. Maybe that's why I'm not noticing it, but like the soup when you walk by. Because you know how they have them in those little laying down things where the soup cans are laying down and you pull them? Like it's, there was only like yeah. three holes. It was like. Almost like a vending machine. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so anyway, so I noticed, I kind of know, I'm noticing more what's fuller versus the, what's been, I've been used to seeing. So the spices, I'm going to have to like really look, but I noticed we were looking for something the other day. I can't remember what it was, but it still wasn't back. So some of the pop, most popular. Wow. That's still, you know, kind of eh. But they're not giving me much information on it. So I guess that's because it's kind of still in a, I guess, a plateau kind of stage. So I'll actually ask Eric or somebody to ask anybody if they know something specific. But okay. anyway, on, uh, but like with meat and all, like uh, you might see craw- I mean, crawfish will have started now. So I guess they'll start, uh, it says with the weather. There was mm-hmm. uh, they'll be late, but they're kind of trickling in. So I guess they're kind of late on that. <laughs> did you hear Don um, the Gourmet Neighbor singing your praises yesterday? No, I did not. He was talking about, about the incredible deal that he got on your ribeye steaks. He was oh. looking for steaks, and he saw two ribeyes that were the most beautiful steaks he had seen in a very long time with great marbling 
And they looked absolutely delicious and they were $8 a piece and he just couldn't believe it and he scooped them up. Oh, wow. Well, good. Well, I'm glad he got a good deal. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad he, and I hope they tasted as great as they looked. I guess they did or he wouldn't have been talking about them. <laughs> well, I don't think he had done That's them kind of like me when I take my pictures places that I'm like, hmm, can I post this? <laughs> because I yeah. don't know. No I don't think he had cooked them yet. He just got them. He just got them. Okay. Well, I hope they are as good as they looked. So anyway, yes. um, so kitchen, um, I know there are some haters out there, but kitchen bouquet, <laughs> the little small one is still on a one case limit allocation. And then how much you know kitchen bouquet trap? can a person use is my question. I mean, how's, how often do well, you need to supply that? Well, it depends. Well, it depends on how often a person makes whatever they use it for. Like if you're a every week meat, you know, gravy and gumbo type person that you use it for the color and the flavor accent, then yeah. you may use more than the person that just cooks gumbo once a year at Christmas. So I guess it depends on how much, what you're I, cooking. you know, I know my yeah. mom used to use it in gravy, like she'd always do her gravy and she'd do her dark roux and all that, but she'd always add a She liked the flavor. And it does get, I don't know, I, anyway, long story short, I guess it varies on who, uh, how much you could use, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, and then the uh, Savoie's roux, you know how they make those pre-made roux? Those no. are going to be out, that's a jar issue. So there's something oh, going so on. Oh, so it's a jar. It's a jar. I didn't know Savoie <laughs> was making that. I mean, I'm absolutely, totally crazed about their undoey. But that's the okay. only product that I use of theirs, and I don't look for anything else. So I didn't know they actually even had that. I mean, I don't do yeah, a lot of cooking, as you know, and then I certainly right. don't do a lot of cooking that uses, you know, like, what's her name? Sandra Lee, the semi-homemade yeah, thing. Semi I mean, if you're going to cook, yeah. you might as well just cook. You know what I mean? Do all the work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't do all the work. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, but uh, some people like those. And, um, yeah, they do, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I've I've never used them because I always just make mine. But you know, yeah. Well, and there's then, the, the uh, Blue Runner products, which are the. I mean, actually, this is true of a lot of things. There's the Blue Runner gumbo base, and the mm -hmm. Tony Sachery jambalaya mix. So yeah, I mean, I guess I do it sometimes. And Zataran yeah. does yeah. all their little things. Even you know, I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, even like risottos and quinoas and all. They have some little quick, you know, little packet things, just like rice aroni. Mm -hmm. Well, see, so I don't really think it. of that as processed food. I think of it as a, a, a mix. In other words, you know, I don't have to figure out the proper spice blend. They've already done right. that for me, which is not, you know, to me, if you're taking dried spices out of a packet, that's not uh -huh. the same as, you know, buying something processed. But maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, Go ahead. I, know, I thought process had to do more with all the preservatives and right, the right. That's what I think of when I think to keep of it on shelf for a while. Right. But yes. <laughs> but I think it's both. I think it's a little of both. It's the process, but it is how it you know whatever. Because never mind, I'm gonna go off <laughs> on a senseless tangent. So let me stay focused. So Pakistani sauce. The plant has been closed for two weeks due to a boil water advisory. So if oh, that's Texas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then um, canning supplies are going to be coming back on allocation in a couple of weeks. If you haven't seen them, we should, they should be getting some. We've gotten some out of uh, from the Texas place that we use, but this is our local people. So, And then we do have pickling spices on the shelf again. 
So that's good. We didn't have that for a while. And as I was going through over some of this at the store today with one of my people, she was very excited because I know a lot of people don't care about pet food, but she did. Fancy uh-huh. feast cans, they're coming back. So all the cat food and the dog food, some of that's going to start improving. Can um, I stop you right there and go back to something you just said? How yes, much do you sell pickling spices? Because I'm intrigued by that. Like, who's pickling their own stuff? Oh, a lot of people. A lot of people. Is that, make is that something you sell a lot of? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, because people who cook, I mean, not everybody who cooks is a hot cook. Some people, like, I have a cousin that her, um, Dad has like peach trees, not peach trees, but pear trees and grapefruit and all and strawberry. And she makes all kinds of jams and gel. You know, so a lot of people, you know, cucumbers, if you grow cucumbers, you make pickles. People pickle melatons and, you know, green tomatoes. So, yeah, if if you're a foodie or a person who loves, you know, food stuff, yeah. And to the audience, anyone who is pickling their own anything, give us a call. I'm curious. Okay, please, please. Tell us about which pickle, and then uh-huh. um, let's see. Some of the activity on um, like Chinette and Dix and Dixie products and all that's still limited. So I guess it's you know for people because I know a lot of people you know we use paper plates. I mean it's just easier. Um, I know it's horrifying to my mother sometimes, but. Anyway, and then plastic silver. I can't eat off of plastic silverware, though. I have to use real silverware. I can't, you know, like plasticware. Yes. Oh. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I totally have well, there's, a, there's a place for it, though. There is a place for it. Well, yeah, well if you're out, yeah. If you're out, but I'm talking about, like, at home. I don't mind a paper plate and a paper towel, yeah. but I have to have a real fork and a knife. But anyway, call me crazy. Yeah, I don't think anyone so, eats that at home. I mean, but there's certainly a place for it if you like. I just, I was just cleaning up in the pantry, and I've saved because I just hate to throw stuff away, especially things that could be recycled. You know, so I've got like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of um, plastic wrapped in a nice napkin from nice restaurants mm-hmm. from last year's takeout, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do with this? So I decided to give it to my daughter to mm-hmm. leave at work for people who forgot their silverware. <laughs> she doesn't know I'm going to unload it on her, but, but I am anyway, go ahead. <laughs> she might now if she's listening. <laughs> she's not listening. I can assure I, you. Go ahead. Okay. All right. <laughs> Come on. She'll find out soon enough then. She will. But, uh, uh-huh. but anyway, so, um, all right. So allocations on household cleaners, but again, looking at all that, I'm seeing more of like the things like the CLR, and the Mr. Clean Lysol, the Mrs. Myers, the um, Clorox cleanup, all of that stuff is more in the green and the yellow slots, excuse me, versus the red that it used to be in all the I time. I see, okay. Now, so important question, those little things that you snap onto a thing to clean the toilet, are those yeah. back? All, a lot of them, except for the one you're looking for. Because you're looking for the Lysol one, right? So, but no, I'm looking for the Clorox one. (laughs) Or the Lysol. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I'll look tomorrow and see what we have on the shelf. Because I I saw, I saw we had a few of them, but not specifically Lysol. So I was looking for your brand dependency. But now that I have a variation, (laughs) I'll, I'll look for the other one. 
Uh-uh. Is brand uh-huh. dependency a, a term that is uh, bandied about in grocery stores? That sounds like something that you all use to talk about people behind their backs. <laughs> no, I think the true actual consumer term that like when you like a, de- a brand. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's like on it, in the industry. Like, yeah. Industry I, talk. Okay. I think, yeah, and I don't, I don't really know where I, I've heard it. I don't know where I even heard it. It's just something. Well, you know, use it like you know it in your heart. Well, maybe so it's I'm... something I made up because I make up words. <laughs> maybe it's one of those Nicole. Oh my gosh, I'm surrounded by people making up words. No, uh, I think brand dependency does sound like some industry talk, though. So you probably <laughs> picked yeah, it up like on the floor. Brand dependent, like you, if you yeah, don't have yeah, more whatever, it's like oh, the world is going to end. Yeah, I'm a sucker for brand dependency. I'm just a sucker in general, but brand dependency is like a big part of my makeup. <laughs> no, because like take bleach. The splat, you like you know, some people like splashless. You know, some people uh-huh. like regular. So, and they like Clorox versus other bleaches. Have you ever tried to use off-brand bleach? I mean, it depends on what you're using it for. But if you're trying to really clean with it. Uh-huh. You kind of need Clorox, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I never. I, I'm brand dependent on Clorox. I'm totally yeah, if brand you dependent. Some buckets out outside that you know. I mean, that's all right. But if you're gonna like really, you need to clean something. You need. Clor- I mean, you can smell the difference. You can feel the difference in it. I when agree. It gets, when and you, you can splashes. see the difference. We sound like a commercial, you and you can see the difference. <laughs> all right, Nicole, hang on for one second. Can you bring Alan up, uh, Henry? Please bring Alan up. Oh, yep. wait, we don't have time for his song. <laughs> we don't have time for his song. Alan, I'm just asking, I'm just asking if you, if you wanted to talk to Nicole or can you hold on? Because I know that you probably have to Zoom with a student at some point. So can you hold on for a little bit? I've, I've got about eight minutes. I'm good. Oh, good. Okay, well, we'll listen to the rest of the song, and we're going to bring Nicole back. Nicole, can you hang on for a few minutes? Yes. Okay. Hey, Alan. Yeah, because we we still have it. We'll bring Alan and Nicole up after the bottom of the hour news, and I want to talk to Alan about peanuts. I can't believe I just said that, and I want to talk to Nicole about luncheon news. So we'll be back after the bottom of the hour news from Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. According to USA Today, former LSU football coach Les Miles was accused of texting female students, taking them to his condo alone, making them feel uncomfortable, and on at least one occasion, kissing a student. After the 2013 sexual harassment probe, Miles was barred from having one-on-one contact with female students, according to an internal investigative report released by LSU. The Louisiana Department of Health is holding a series of COVID mass vaccinations for those eligible to be vaccinated. State Health Officer Dr. Joe Cantor says they have partnered with various agencies and churches to reach as many as possible, especially those with access to care issues. From the very, very big, like the convention center in New Orleans, to to smaller community events that are in a church or another location. The goal here is to try and reach people where they are and reduce people's barriers. You can visit LDH's website under the News tab for a listing of sites. LRN. With Mueller's innovative 3D design tool, you can design and quote your own virtual building. Hear Jessica's experience using the 3D design tool to make her dream building a reality. 
The 3D tool is so convenient. I was able to use it in the comfort of my home. I didn't have to physically go into the branch and try to describe to them what I was wanting. I was able to add the lean-to that I've been picturing on my building. I can add roll-up doors, windows. It's really cool. Once I finished my design, I was able to get a quote. I was amazed at how much my building looked like the building that I designed in the 3D tool. Design and quote your dream building with our online 3D design tool. Visit our website today at MuellerINC.com and get your building project started. Mueller Inc. Metal roofs, metal buildings, made in America and made to last. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter. That's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on March 5th, Tony Hall and Friends, and on March 12th, Sun Pie Barnes. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to thefunkyuncle.live. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. Night and day, you are the one. All right. We have Nicole Dorignac on, and we have Alan calling from Seattle. And while we were in the break, callers are stacking up like the tarmac at, uh, at Atlanta Hartsfield. How do you she like says, that? fantasizing. <laughs> well, no. First... All right. So go ahead, Alan. Well, before we get to the Bud, Uncle Bud's uh, uh, deep fried peanuts, because I want to, I want to find out from Nicole if she sells them um, at Dornex. But uh, Nicole, um, a couple of things we can't get up here, at least where I shop, is uh, Reynolds Wrap. It, it's always some mm -hmm. off-brand uh, um, aluminum foil, and and I'm just curious. Is that something that is that a, is that I'm kind of matching here, I'm trying to compare and contrast what we can't get and what you can't get? But um, um, um wait, I'm going to. Oh, this dog took my pencil. Mm -hmm. Um, hold on, I'm going to look. I just bought some foil home and like the other day, and I'm pretty sure it is Reynolds, right? So I'm going to look. Oh, okay. uh -oh. all right. Nicole it may have is, to dispatch you. Uh, mm. We have yeah. Reynolds wrap. So, okay. Well, how about uh, Mahatma Rice? Mahatma Rice. Okay. Yeah, we <laughs> well, have, she's not at the store. Uh -huh. We have Mahatma, but it's at, for a while we only had one big bag and one small bag size. I'm not sure okay. if the sizes went back. Yeah. So I think we have a medium now. Okay. You okay. You can't get so Mahatma cool. up there? Uh, well, same thing. Um, if you're going to get it, it's going to be some, you know, a huge five-pound bag that that for two people, you know. And we don't eat rice that often, so it's. Um, yeah. but, I think uh, you can freeze rice. Goodness. Huh. Well. Of course, I don't know. Five pounds. It still take you a long time to eat five pounds of rice a couple of times. <laughs> Alan, do you like popcorn rice? 
Do you like popcorn rice, Alan? Well, I, I like it, but um, that's can't get it up here for sure. No, you'll never get that there. I was just wondering if you liked it because yep. Nicole, you? okay. Well, wow, I'm crazy about it. I'm nuts about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I just brought a different one home. I brought. I tasted that one that we got the uh -huh. sample, and I brought uh -huh. the one we carry home to okay. do a taste comparison. Yeah, do that because I uh, we have this. We've been talking to a um, a guy in Western Louisiana who sent us some popcorn rice, and honestly, that rice is so good you can eat it by itself, like oh, yep. nothing. Yeah, yep. it's. Yeah. Just it was crazy good. good. Really great. You know, anyway, all right. All right. Earlier you said that uh, you liked um, whole fish. And I was thinking of my, my mom used to get when she went to Colts, because they had it too, was a, a whole flounder. And um, I always thought my brother and I were like, gosh, it's a lot of work because the bone would be in there. And you said yeah. you liked it. But I can't imagine you liking to pick through those bones. Are you talking to me, Alan? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm too lazy. I'm much too lazy for that. Um, the the uh, the fried fish at um, at Pelican Club, I think, is really delicious. But then there were just all these millions of bones, and I thought, oh wow, that's like a lot of work. Yeah. 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 I miss Brunings. Ah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. ah. I'm going. I am going to miss K. Pauls when when I when I visit because they always treat me like a king since I worked uh, for Chef oh. Paul when when I visit. But um, uh, I don't miss it yet, but I am. I know. When I are you going to visit, Alan? <laughs> well, it's uh, I, it's still not the best time. It is a good time to travel. I know. Um, mm -hmm. I do have super cheap friends. flights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I don't know. I've just. Um, I think I'm waiting for uh, my wife. You know, we're going to go together. And okay. um, she's being a nurse. She's just working all the time. So okay. research. Right. Well, let us know when you're coming, Alan. All right. Oh, I will. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. So, okay. And uh, thank Uncle her Bud. for working. I, did you, did uh, you want to say something I, about the peanuts? Dare I say it? Well, can, um, can you get that down there? The fried peanuts? I haven't seen it. Have you seen it, Nicole? I, for some reason, I'm thinking I have. Oh yeah, so they're I'm, they're all around here. What fried yeah, peanuts in a can? Peanuts, I, not in no, a can. Not, I don't know. If they're no. in a bag. How are they in a plastic bag? Like a um, they are. chip bag. So I think yeah. I have seen. Okay, wait. So I have to ask this question: the 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 peanuts are in a shell, and the shell is fried. Yep. Yeah, you eat the whole. Wow. Thing. The whole peanut. Okay. All right. Yeah. Henry, are they you good? Have you tried them? Yeah, I can only eat three or four at a time, but um, and then you have to brush your teeth because they just leave your mouth all messy. <laughs> I agree completely, Alan. Yeah, I think yeah. they are they're pretty good, and uh, you can only eat a few at a time because there's a lot of uh, f fiber, I guess, in those shells. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, another thing on my list that I'm I'm probably not going to try. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Well, look. Um, I, I guess I should scoot out of here. You've got, uh, you, you should. got some people. You should. We, because we have, and I, I think that Michael 75 might want to be talking to Nicole too. So, Fair all right. right. Every, yes, everybody wants to talk. <laughs> it's been a while since I've said uh, anything to, to Nicole. And Nicole, I heard you say Melaton. Yeah. 
you, you well, know she is a yacht. She is a yacht. <laughs> All right. Is that a marathon? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All melaton. Right. My, grandma, my grandma's grew melaton, but I sell melaton. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. All right. Take care, Alan. I think Michael 75 probably wants to talk to Nicole. Does he? Hey, buongiorno, everybody. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Uh, uh, look, you? now, I got a few things to talk about. But first, I want to ask the name of Nicole's butcher. Which one? I don't know whoever put those steaks out. With, uh, they were so beautiful, I couldn't believe it. Those were like $20 worth of steaks I got for $16. Huh. I don't know. So he might have made a mistake. You might have to fire that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. You want to can you take a picture of the label and send it to me? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Watch out. I'm coming. I'm responsible. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if they were really, really big, I mean, I don't think there's any. I don't. I don't know. Unless they was. Is it ribeyes? They might have been on. Yeah, it was. It was ribeyes. But the deal is, you had about seven or eight. They they were on manager specials. Okay, they had seven or eight. That's why they were eight thousand. Did you get them today? No, no, right, right. uh, Seven or eight of them looked ordinary. This one should have been, uh, uh, you you know, twenty five, thirty dollars a pound. They were incredible. well, you know what? You got lucky because they were probably pulled from the case because we pull, and then that's where some of the manager special goes. So you got lucky on the manager special. Yeah, I've been lucky <laughs> all my life. Call, that's what they, that's my middle name. But anyway, I, uh, I've got a couple other things to talk about. Is that well, wait, permitted? let me ask you real quick. Did you get them today? Because I, I, if you got them today, no, I got I them yesterday. Them. All right. Well, I noticed them. I noticed two that looked really nice. So maybe it was yesterday I saw them that I did even say, "Do those belong in there?" But they usually don't make a mistake like that. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. You're going to have to put the alert on whenever I come in trying to live like a king and pay like a pauper. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I was, I was Michael, is that going to be on your tombstone since we've talked yeah, a little bit about way. death? To, it is? It, okay. it, you know, I was at the Holy Trinity Church in Stratford-on-Avon. Alexa, stop. Um, I was on, uh, at Ho- Holy Trinity Church in uh, Stratford-on-Avon, England, where... Uh, Billy the Shake, Billy the Shake is buried, and uh, he, he's he's got something funny on his tombstone too. But uh, let let me talk quickly about this. Today was such a beautiful day in the neighborhood that my wife and I decided to uh, traverse uh, the New Orleans Zoo, the Audubon Zoo. It's so beautiful. So oh, nice. when we got there, when we got there, Sol Invictus was out greeting us in all his glory. Okay. And uh, all the animals were fabulous. The uh, flamingos, they must have been feeding them tons of shrimp because they were brilliantly pink. And then we saw, <laughs> oh, Sal- then we saw Salvador Dali's favorite animal. You know what that is? No. The rhinoceros. The rhinoceros. Okay. Okay. And then, so then is, you're, sorry? you're quoting now. No, I'm, no, I'm not quoting. <laughs> if, if you watch... He's he's quoting from the Dr. Seuss book. Uh huh. No, it's Dali, Salvador Dali. Oh, I know who that is. In the movie Midnight in Paris, one of the great Ah, movies of all time. Okay. That's where he he loves the rhinoceros. But anyway, then we saw the Roman candy man. We we both had a stick of the candy. Is the horse with him still? Is what? Is the horse horse. with him? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. 
It's a young man taking over from like um, four or five generations of his family. His name is Daniel. Uh, But anyway, on on the way there, though, we started decided to get a little food while we were walking around uh, in like a picnic basket. So we went to Norma's International's. It's a place right off of Williams Boulevard, about a block or so on Georgia. And we got the uh, incredible flan, flan. We got chicharrones and we got empanadas, and that's what we ate while we walked around. And that sounds aromas. good. Did you did you use a plastic fork because Nicole's? Uh... <laughs> it would have been fine walking around the zoo, Marianne. <laughs> and, the, and the Roman candy was our dessert, but um, oh, the. Uh, the Roman uh, used to pass in front of my house when I was growing up on West End. Oh, yeah. The, he, the I think he passed in front of everybody's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. On St. Charles, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yesterday, uh, uh, you were talking about fennel, and I, uh, I, I experimented. I made a, a salad that really came out good. It, it, it's fennel, uh, avocado, and oranges and, and with a vinaigrette dressing. That you actually sounds that. really good. Yeah. yeah uh, also, uh, I, I bought at a at a uh, rival store today some Veron's uh, boudin. It's the best boudin I've ever tasted. Uh, really? That's not, okay. Not from not from Cajun country. You Nicole, know, I, you don't, I don't really think their I other think we, stuff we is good. That. Wait, what? I thought we had the Veron's boudin. V e r o n apostrophe s. Yeah, you probably got it at Dorgnax. Did you get it at Dorgnax? Yeah, I'm thinking thinking it was was a rival, but I I might be wrong about that. Now, uh, you were talking about napkins also. The best paper napkins I've ever had in my life, and they're perfectly designed for those, that roast beef pool boy at Girolando's that drips all over you. It's the most beautiful paper napkin I've ever seen. And uh-huh. uh, by, by the way, I use the kitchen bouquet when I'm making cabbage and potatoes. Oh, okay. And does anybody remember this Italian place in Kenner out by the uh, riverfront? And they had uh, uh, they had opera singers there. That, that was a good place. Deep Piero's. That's it. Yeah, it was yeah. a good place. Yeah. I think he yes. actually, I think he's moved to Pachatula, believe it or not. That's where he started. He was... He and was. I, he's, think, he's passed away, but his kids are running it, and they moved back to Ponchatoula from whence they came. Exactly, and we, okay. whenever we are in that in that area, we always go there for lunch. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Very good. You should go to Jack Mill. Have you been to Jack Mill, Michael? I've been, I've been wanting to go, but it's a nighttime deal. We don't like to cross the uh, causeway. No, no, it's not a night. nighttime deal. This uh, it gives me they a chance to, to do the commercial. Yeah, they have they a fantastic oh, lunch. Oh, Michael. Michael, Popper, Popper Michael, or King slash Popper Michael, (laughs) dual personalities, go and have the lunch of a king for the price of a pauper. They have a two-course $15 lunch at Jack Mill. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm salivating right now. Yes, and I'm going to tell you what, it's really fantastic. So you can, oh, that's def- that definitely fits into your life plan, Michael. Go have a great <laughs> mm-hmm. lunch for I've, the price gotta, of a pauper, okay? Right, I've got to win. But anyway, uh, oh, I'm making uh, barbecue shrimp tonight, and I'm. you know what I'm going to sop it up with? What's that? Bornak St. Joseph bread. <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Did you hear me talk about that? 
She's a step ahead of you, Michael. Good job. Very good. good I like the mini St. Joseph. That is so good. I can't believe it. Yeah, that little small loaf. Yeah, that is. And it's incredible. Well, you know, I wish I could say that I tried it, but she only brought me some stale ones. <laughs> you said you didn't want it when I had No, I'm joking. I'm joking, I'm joking with you. Fun. That's all. I'm joking. All right. All right. So, Michael, make your reservation time. right now for Jack Mel Inn. The phone number is 985 542 0043. Friday. 542 See, the zero zeros don't count, so yeah, it's automatic. 542 And what days are they open for lunch? Do you know? Yeah, they're open like Tuesday through Friday for lunch, but the special is on Friday. Friday, on oh, Friday. Boy, we might go and there tomorrow. I think you should. You go there, and you they are between. Um, they're on East Morris Avenue. It's nine hundred three East Morris Avenue. It's between two. It's between a highway that goes one way and then another way, and Jack Mel is right in between the two. You will love it, Fabulous, really, because, Michael. You know, when, whenever we're on the North Shore, we, we try to epitomize uh, one of my favorite movies, Goodwill Hunting. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael, we have to go to a break. I want to tell you something okay. else. If you miss the lunch on Friday... On Tuesday night, they have steak night, which is a special there, too. So you can you can do your popper thing both times. All right? Okay. No, I, 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 f- yeah, I know it, it can't compare to Nicole's steak, so I won't do that, but I will. I want to feed <laughs> into your popper thing so you can keep boasting about it. All right, that's it. Uh, you got to go, okay, Michael. Great. We're gonna, we have a break to take. Good Nicole, time. I'm going to come back with you, and I still want to ask you about lunch and meat, although I don't know if I have time. But we'll be right back after these messages. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Okay, before we go right back to Nicole, I want to say a couple of things. First of all, Pascal's Manali is iconically New Orleans. You should go there if you have not been. Getting back to Jack Mel, this is a family-owned business for 43 years. Paul Murphy, have you been, Nicole, to Jack Mel? I have not, but I want to go because I pass it all the time because where Margaret's theater and all is in Hammond, so it's on that back one ninety. You know that side. You know that's what we call it the back one. That's how we. So I pass it all. Really good, and heard Mm -hmm. great things about it. It's fantastic. They have a great Sunday brunch, best wine list on the North Shore, best price wine list on the North Shore. Good place for wedding or party. They have a great patio. They have the aforementioned uh, special on Friday lunch, which is just a great, great deal. Josh Garrick is a fantastic chef. If you have not been to Jack Mel Inn, go to it. Go see it. It's down in, it's in Hammond. It is a little bit of a drive, but very much worth it, especially 
If you're looking for a romantic place, six fireplaces and a whole bunch of really tiny little dormers for you to hang with somebody that you really like. That's Jack Mel Inn. That was the most interrupted um, portions of a, of a commercial. I also want to mention Antoine's. In all the world, there is only one Antoine's, 713 St. Louis. That phone number is 581-4422. They have a great three-course lunch special, $21. Go experience Antoine's if you haven't. 185 years, they're doing something right. Antoine's, great place for a party also. Good happy hour in the Hermes Bar. Antoine's, experience it. The classic Grand Dame original of New Orleans classic Creole cookery. All right, just a few minutes left. Did you have anything else really important and earth-shattering, Nicole, before I ask you about lunch and meat? Um, just that um, the Kentucky Gold Liver Cheese is out of stock again, but <laughs> and Deli Chicken is back in. So. I don't know if you were listening to the show when we talked about cold cuts. It might have been the day before or yesterday, but that's how I got back in. I got luncheon meat back in my mind because it was kind of a staple in my house growing up. Mm -hmm. But when Tom wrote about it, it was National Deli Meats Day. He said something about he he besmirched your liver cheese, Nicole. I just want. I know. I know. Did you hear it? <laughs> No, I didn't hear it, but I know he hates it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we had, yeah, we had a, a conversation about cold cuts yesterday, and I was wondering how much luncheon meat you sold in your deli. Do you, is that a big hot thing? You know what? I know we sell a lot of it, but I don't know. How, I mean, we sell olive loaf. Actually, they had a lady today that was tasting the liver cheese, and she had some other stuff. I think she might have had olive loaf or luncheon meat. So, so we sell a lot of those old school, like, you know, right. before deli meats got to be fine, sandwich, fine dining sandwiches. Before they became salumi and charcuterie. They've got to put yeah. this in paper. All right, what? Wait, what? Oh, yeah, before it became charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> charcuterie or whatever you're supposed to say. Charcuterie. 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 And salumi. <laughs> Before that, there and, was liver cheese and lunch right. and meat. That's yeah. right. Anyway, I figured I, that you probably certainly had that. Yeah, so I, but I'll, I'm going to ask Wendy now and see if we can find out how many pounds. I, I tell you what, we saw, we saw a lot of liver cheese, so, and liver cheese isn't okay, popular. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a certain sect of people that like it, so yes. I'm sure we sell a whole bunch more. Okay, so let's let's luncheon. see what your what your old fashioned cold cuts people prefer. Let's find okay. out how much liver cheese you sell versus luncheon meat and olive loaf. Okay. Okay. Well, right. what about that's your mission you before next week? in there too. <laughs> is bologna's kind of hip now though? <laughs> bologna's kind of hip. Yeah, that's true. You can you All can right. throw bologna in there too though, just okay. for yucks because. You know, liver cheese, no matter, okay, I, I shouldn't say this because you never know who's going to find something to do, but but liver cheese, this is my prediction as of today, March 4th, 2021, liver cheese will never be hip. <laughs> okay. Okay? We'll see. 
Baloney though has gone uptown. That's all I can say. So, um, well, so yeah. yes. See, see versus baloney, olive loaf, luncheon meat, and liver cheese. Okay. I will do that. I'm on it. Okay. Um, uh, I just got a text saying, "Is liver cheese the same as liverwurst?" No, it is definitely no. not. It is definitely not. Liverwurst nope. is a German um, sausage. They missed my whole expose on liver cheese versus <laughs> bratwurst versus Vienna sausage, pate, and potted meat. That was like one of my first ventures. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what, Nicole? If you did it on this show, I missed it too. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't listening. You, I did it on your show. It was like in the first week. <laughs> oh my goodness i'm so embarrassed well you know what you're overdue to do it again so because okay. I'm, I'm actually interested in that i wonder why i didn't listen to it probably because if you did it in the beginning of the show i was so busy trying to actually get the show on you know yeah. so yeah, um so but i actually am very interested in that so i want you to okay. yeah i, I want a reprise of that okay they come from i had it all i had it all I'm sorry. Well, you're going to have to dig it up again I while will. she looks. Okay. All right. So that's news. it. All right. That's, that's good. Um, so go ahead and uh, say goodbye because we need to, we all, we also yeah. need to say goodbye. All right. Well, goodbye. Thank you. And with that, with that, I'm going to have my smartphone tell me if it's reprise or reprise. Here we go. Reprise. Aha. See, everyone uh -huh. says reprise, but I said it right. Reprise. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. <laughs> reprise is in a song. Reprise is in people. All right. In life. Goodbye. There you go. All right. Goodbye, Nicole. Woo. That was, uh, that was quite a, a, a lengthy report, but we always love Nicole and we have fun with her. So we, we invite her to come on and give us a report from the grocery store shelves as she did so eloquently today even battling off Michael 75. All right. I would say 5569696, but um, we're done. And poor Tom has come out and approached the mic a few times and decided that he couldn't get a word in edgewise. So poor Tom wasn't even on his show today. And, um, and oh, well, we'll have him on tomorrow. All right. Let's see. There's nothing really 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 daunting that has to be in uh winding up the almanac either so we're just gonna say that the show is pretty much over i would say um tom does say one thing i'll do this real quick the old kitchen sage says one of the great mysteries of taste is why a fish tastes fishy and is considered undesirable by most people this is like complaining that strawberries taste too strawberry like i disagree tom i think tom is probably one of the few people who really really like things to taste like you know well what they are <laughs> like fish or beef to be really beefy that's it for the show for today if you would tell a friend about the show we would like that very much they can go to the Simple Radio app, download it free, type in 990 New Orleans, and voila, you can be treated to all the stuff that you just heard, which, you know, it's, it's nothing really important. It's kind of silly, but it is a lovely escape from everything else that's out there, which tends to be rather dark these days, if I do say so. If you missed it and would like to get the rest of the show, you can do that by going to nomenu.com and typing in or just clicking on The Food Show. 
It's where we put up the podcasts. We, we stay pretty current with them. <clears throat> Henry sent me, I think, yesterday's <clears throat> with today's, please, and we'll be completely up to date. New menu doc where you will also find Tom's 50-year body of work, and there's a lot there. It is where you will find hundreds of recipes, 400 some odd. The uh, dining diary, specials on restaurants around town, extinct restaurants, like Nicole digging up when the, uh, just, just incredible amounts of information. Like Nicole went right to nomenu.com and could tell us when those restaurants were gone. You can also sign up for the newsletter there. That comes to your box twice a week. It's the same stuff as the Almanac, but it's handy. It's right there. Uh, we also have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. We would love for you to follow us on <clears throat> Instagram. I also want to mention that we need to stay with our Facebook page a little bit more. Uh, Tim McNally up next, Nine Wine and Spirits Show, WGSO New Orleans, 4 o'clock. Good night. This is Alex Jones. Listen to me on WGSO 990 AM, the only locally owned independent news talk station in New Orleans. Procedural hurdle to get it there, and it passed 51 to 50 with Vice President Kamala Harris breaking the tie between Democrats and Republicans. Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson requesting the entire bill be read out loud. Rural health care, section 1003, pandemic program administration funds, section 1004, funding for the USDA, Office of Inspector General. After the bill is read in its entirety, there will then be 20 straight hours of debate. The governors of Texas and Mississippi aren't happy with President Biden's reaction to them ending their coronavirus restrictions. Biden suggesting their decisions were motivated by Neanderthal thinking, many businesses still requiring people to wear masks in both states. USA Radio News. Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news, check out Newsmax TV, the fastest growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Greg Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does. Or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people. Jobless claims climbing as the nation waits for the economy to heal. Mark Hamrick with Bankrate.com says healing will come as more people get vaccinated, but in the meantime, new employment numbers are still elevated. 745,000 new claims in the programs administered by states and another 437,000 or so in the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. So you step back from this and you see about a total of 1.2 million new claims coming in. Hamrick also telling USA Radio News he feels confident that as vaccine rollouts continue, the economy is bound to improve substantially. Americans are paying more than ever each month for their car loans. The average loan payment of a new car is now around $600. That's according to Experience 2020 Auto Financing Report. Loans for used cars also breaking records with drivers borrowing around $24,000. 
It's the first time monthly payments on used cars has reached over $400. This is USA Radio News. Ralph Brennan's Ralph's at the Park continues to create memorable dishes from talented chef Chip Flanagan and an inspired owner. Every dinner is discounted, as are the wines from an award-winning list. Order before 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Pick up at the curb. Take home a classic New Orleans dining experience. Check out the website with current menu at ralphsonthepark.com, 504-488-1000. Ralph's on the Park, 900 City Park Avenue in Mid-City. WGSO, across the country. 